Yo, yo, guys and girls, how are we doing? And welcome back to the Banana Bus podcast. I'm your host, Luke Viles, with my co-host today, Mr. Sean Witcher. How are you, my friend? I am great. I was just singing a bit of Sweet Home Alabama to you down the mic before we started to loosen up a bit. I think you loved it. So uh, We got all loosey-goosey to it. Yeah, if anyone needs a sing-song at training, then I'm, I'm your man. That's what we're going for, right? But, okay. Uh, how have you been anyway? <laughs> I've been very good. I've been very good. Again, another busy week. Um, yeah, been a very, very short weekend, um, as usual. Yeah. You know, the weekends fly by. How about you? It's a small week next week. Uh, no, not next week. The week of last week, so when the viewers will be listening, because it's Good Friday, isn't it? It is, yes. For us it next is. week, it's Good Friday. So that's something to look forward to. It, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a four-day four week. weekend. Yeah, it is. Yeah, four-day week, four-day weekend. And a two-day playing paper weekend. It is, yeah. First training back. Oh, that's come out quick. Oh, I don't know about that. I'm, I've been a little bit too excited about getting back out on that field. I'm <laughs> yeah. not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. It's going very slowly at the moment. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it would be nice to do it, but it would also be nice to be able to go on holiday this year. But yeah, I don't think we're going to be able to now with all these recent announcements, are we? Uh, looking at it, no. Uh, I mean, it looks like travelling abroad will probably be cancelled for another year for the general public, um, which sucks because I got Corfu booked. Um, yeah, I, got... I was really looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. It's five grand. It's a five grand fine. If you get, Something along those lines. If you go, if you go abroad, I think without a good reason, as it were, uh, as in like not essential, then it's a five grand, five grand fine, which is a bit. That's steep, crazy. But I guess it's the best way to keep people away, isn't it? That is crazy. Obviously, the rich are still go abroad because you know five grand's like pocket money to them. Well, they got their own islands, haven't they? So it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. They're all right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But also. There's talks of an of a third wave coming around, isn't there? Unfortunately, there is a bit of depressing news that there is a third wave on its way. Um, I mean, we can only hope and pray that it doesn't affect us too much. But I guess this comes down to how sensible people are. Yeah. Will they stay home? Will they, you know, obviously, if you are out in public, will you wear a mask? Keep distance, which we hope everyone that does listen to the podcast does that. Because it's very good. Do. Of course they do. We're all sensible people here. <laughs> yeah, well, we just, try to be just, anyway. It's just normal life now, isn't it? Let's let's be honest. Yeah, and, I mean, um, uh, the, the, the new normal is um, it used to be forgetting your wallet was in your car. Now it's forgetting <laughs> your mask. You know, it's like, oh, I've got yeah, a mask. I'm back it's to like the car a, now. It used to, you know, it's become an accessory more than anything nowadays. Yeah, it has. You've, it's, it's like, where's my phone? Where's my keys? Where's my wallet? Where's my mask? <laughs> yeah, it's another thing that now. you need to remember. Yeah. Another yeah, thing you have to put in your pockets. It's ridiculous. It honestly is. But and, and not very very many of them are comfy, are they? Let's be honest. I know um to be fair to them, my work have got us sort of the branded face masks now, and they're really comfy actually. But they're just like really baggy, so they don't anything they do. Comfy. Yeah. But no, I mean um the one I've got is actually not too bad. It's um uh, it's it's a famous coffee shop brand, so um, I'm not going to say who it is because obviously 
Yeah. The logo brown. <sighs> with a bean in the middle. Yeah. And does it rhyme with... Oster. Oh, Rost- I was going to say Roster. Roster, yeah. I like that one. See how I did that? Yes, it, it does rhyme with Rostered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we might have another player joining our roster. Oh, I know, I know, I know. No, and if, if, there's, if there's a few eagle-eyed people out there on the, on the 4th of April, you might actually see him. I think they will, wouldn't they? They they might see him. Uh, yeah, they might see him. They might not. Yeah, he's only small. He's like me, very small. Um, <laughs> obviously, I'm wider than him because I'm a big guy nowadays, belly and all. As in, um, as in muscle or? Oh, both, mate. I'm stacked. You can't fit for a door frame, can you? No, that's just because my head. <laughs> <laughs> very big headed these days. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway swiftly moving on should we uh should we chat about this youtube thing then yeah let's let's break a little bit of news to them shall we yeah, i think i think the best way to go about it was i think first of all you were thinking of doing this weren't you and then we've now decided to bring it as a banana bus production <laughs> oh, but I like um, it. I like it. Obviously, this is paintball related. Um, and what it is, it's it's effectively the same as a Yoast design, isn't it? Yeah. Or so Solus Photography Media. Sorry. Yes, I believe he does quite a bit of um explain, the footage explain. that we want to do. Uh, so basically, what we want to do is a bit of raw footage and a bit of like a uh, mic'd up sort of stuff um with teams at training sessions basically um when we're, when we're up there training with them or even if we're not training with them um just you know it's not going to be anything serious it's not going to be any editing as such it's just going to be as raw as it possibly can be um and yeah we're just trying to you know just trying to spread the media if you know what yeah. i mean uh, so expand fix camera isn't it yeah, well, we're going to try. We're going to try and fix, use fixed camera as much as possible. Um, obviously, we will need to invest a little bit into some lenses and stuff like that for cameras. Um, yeah. So yeah, this is just something that we've talked about. Sort of, I thought about it for a little while that I wanted to get into. Sort of bit of um, media coverage on the YouTube, and then it was kind of a no-brainer. Why? Why don't we just? you know, make something alongside the podcast. Yeah, bring the, we got the audience here, haven't we? So we can bring them over. It's a bit of a kickstart towards it. But it's not... Yeah, definitely. So everyone, so everyone's clear, it's in no way means a, a vlogging channel at all. It's no. just going to be, you click on the video and it's going to start up and it's going to be a five-second buzzer and then the teams are playing head-to-head against each other. Um, Just... Just a bit of easy watching and a familiar watch because it'd be the CPPS field and it'd be people that you know who are playing. So I think that's the best way to be. And there'll be no edited music over it, no weird sounds or anything, just a great sounding guns that's going to be on the field. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that depends if they've got Planet Eclipse guns, though. Yeah, exactly. Marcus, Nothing like this Mac Dev thing that Tom was on about last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're... <laughs> 
<laughs> Bless him. He was a good guest, though. He was a he very was, good guest. Yeah, I really he, enjoyed that. Us... Yeah, he was he was very good. So that's our second guest now, isn't it? Yeah, that is our he's second our guest. second guest. We've yeah. had some bangers, I think. I think so. I do think so. Um, and if anyone here who did listen to last week's podcast, obviously Tom wouldn't elaborate on some things regarding the teams and who left. Um, we soon found out, not from Tom himself, but from another player, some information regarding this, which we won't say on the podcast because that's not what we're here to do. But it's very interesting. And uh, should we say the team's the team is potentially being run in a very old school way? Yeah, it seems to be run in a very old school way, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. from what we've heard mm-hmm. and what we can sort of put Same. together <laughs> it um it seems to be running the very um old old fashioned way of paintball a very really. different way but, to most teams are being run yeah but can i just say like I, i've obviously spoke to tom since the podcast yeah and he sent me this um this this instagram page and it is called cpps aztecs suck oh yeah <laughs> They have no followers, no pictures, no nothing at the moment. But it's very interesting. Is this a paintball tribune page dedicated to the Aztecs? (laughs) Or is it Seattle Thunder? (laughs) I think it's a bit of both, really. (laughs) There's definitely a combination between the two, isn't there? Um, So I don't know what that's going to throw up. Obviously, he just sent it to me. I had a look at it as... They've got no followers. So I just contemplated, do I be, am I going to be the first follower of this page? Um, I'm, I'm interested to see what they post. Yeah, it'd be, um, it'd be cool if we could find a way to get them on the podcast with a bit of a voice uh, voice changer. Oh. See, we... see if they could drop anything. <laughs> because we don't want to oh. drop it, but we want to we wanna say what we know, but I don't, it's not our place to say, and it's not, it's not what the, the, the podcast is about. It's not about name dropping or telling people. It's what's really there's going there's obviously going to be a little bit of gossip telling on the podcast, like stuff that we're allowed to say, um, and stuff that would get people talking about other teams and stuff like that. Obviously, that's going to be on the podcast. But the real nitty gritty stuff we can't go into. That's not what this podcast is about. No, but um, if I'm just sat in the pits, just sat there, and you want to know. I mean, it may slip out. I don't know. I may say something. <laughs> I'm not on the podcast then, and I could be like, no, think up from me. <laughs> you heard it here first, people. I'm saying nothing. This I My will. lips are okay. sealed. But Sean, Sean will. So find him at training. Uh, we will be there from the 3rd and the 4th. Uh, we are training on the open field. So I presume that's the Astro field. Um We'd be in a pit somewhere. Come and find Sean and here to tell you all the gossip. <laughs> I mean, yeah. everyone seems to be talking about Aztec for Seattle Thunder at the moment. So uh... let's just make it worse. <laughs> I think we're going to get into a lot of trouble. For yeah, this. We'll get messing after this. <laughs> <laughs> but um, talking about um, the third and the fourth, there's a lot of teams doing um, trial days. Yes, there are. Uh, I which saw. Is quite... I think it was Skirmish put something up the other day. Yes, but they're, they're holding it at Nottingham, aren't they? Oh, okay. I didn't. That's, that's, that shows me for not reading the full post. 
Is that what they're doing? Yeah. They're not doing it here at CPS. Yeah, so their home field is Skirmish Pro Training Centre in Nottingham. Um, so I, I be- presume they're doing their trials there. Um, right, it would okay. make se- it would make sense to. Um, I have heard that they've got quite a lot of interest in their second team, um, which I believe is going Division Two. Oh, that's cool. I believe it's yet to be confirmed, but they could well be going D2. Um, and given the sort of heritage or pedigree of Skirmish Army, they should be quite a solid D2 team. Well, especially if um, they have the likes of the elite players training them. Yeah, exactly. They should, should we say, level up very fast. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if we're talking about that, that was a sort of a little Pokemon hint because I got a lot of... Um, Pokemon questions since we spoke about the last <laughs> podcast. So um, that's a, you know, level up this little uh, Pokemon pun there. Um, Went straight over my head. <laughs> yeah, because you weren't a retro boy. So <laughs> yeah, um, I know Firm have got trials as well. Yeah. Um, they're trialing for the EDS and the first team, I think. What's, so um, the EDS... what's happened to the EDS now? I know Max has mentioned it. Have they gone D1? I believe they've gone D1. I believe they got relegated at the end of the season with Somank Mafia. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. Somank have confirmed D1. Rushes are D1 as well. Uh, I believe Firm EDS are D1. So that's some very good, strong teams in D1 that could potentially sort of see themselves at the top. Mm. Yeah. Did you, but, um, did you see what the Paintball Tribune posted the other day about all that? No, that was Paintball Performance, you're thinking. Uh, of, performance, sorry. About. They did a massive write-up, didn't they, on everything? Yes, they, they did from every division, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, one to four, wasn't it? Uh, I, was it one to four? Yes, it was, yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah, it was one to four. Yes. Um we were the dark horse favourites. Yeah, they got it wrong there because they put us in fourth. That's just that's three possessions too low, isn't it? Well, yeah, definitely. We're taking gold this season, mate. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't got it on our jersey anymore, so we need some some sort of gold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um but I think we should, should we um I just I'm just looking over these questions. That we that we posted up for from um for this podcast, and there's a few on here which we're briefly touching, which I just want to make sure that they get their answers questioned. Their their answers questioned. Their questions. Well done. Yeah, their questions <laughs> answered. Um, before we do move on, um, so okay. I think it's, should, we just, should we just reel all of these off straight away? Uh, yeah. Why not? Let's let's go through the questions now. And then, um, right. where do you want to start? Who do you want to start with? Um, well, Cam Boyer post uh, asked the question saying, what's your predictions for D1 this season, if you hadn't already answered it? I believe in our first podcast that we got, we did answer this, didn't we? I think so. I think we, and I I think think it was we covered touched with on Max it. as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, but since the paintball performance have obviously said their thing, I kind of because obviously badges were up there as well. Yep. Um, let me find out who they 
who, who did they yeah who did they predict i feel they'd done badges i keep seeing so a lot about room. um the obviously we still got to remember the underdogs are there as well no it was people transfers People, yeah, it's people transferred the post on their Facebook page. They put Division One. They said that the Bristol Badgers is going to take um, podium uh, first. Okay. So Mank on the podium at second. Russia's at third. And then us. And us as the horse. Oh, lovely. Yes, a dark horse. Do um, you do you agree with that? No, not at all. To be honest with you, not in not in pointing us out at all. Um, I, I I believe Bristol Badgers. I think they are going to be top, if like maybe second. Um, and then I would say, I would say Bristol Badgers one, Somank two, and have, is the underdogs? Are they still in? They've gone up, haven't they? Oh, okay, I believe they've gone up. What's the I think it's going to be a three-way split for third. I feel it's going to be... I'm not trying to, like, curse us, but I think it's going to be between us, Russia's, and Aztec Thunder. Yeah, that's not a bad show, actually. I feel that's... Like, looking at D1 last year, and, I mean, Ducks are in there as well, and they usually do pretty well. Yeah. Um, They're so, a mid-table team, though, aren't they? Yeah, like they they have their really good days, but then they seem to drop off. Yeah, and that's the problem. I feel like they don't have. I feel they lack that consistency. And they've yeah. been in D one for since I've been since yeah since we've played. I believe so. That's at least three years. Yeah, well, we used to get beat up on them at Brickett SPL, didn't we? They used to just nail us at SPL. Just for fun. <laughs> yeah, that was a training day for them. Yeah, we played the five man, didn't we? At SPL, yeah. and they just used to beat up on us before the Sunday expo. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's weird being in the same division as them, though. Yeah, I know. I find that as well. It's a bit like uh, I feel that is awkward. <laughs> so you used to beat up. Yes. Yeah. On us. <laughs> yeah. So I, I should, mean, I shouldn't be here. I'm in danger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you're when you're back center and you're it's oh five oh four and you're like um, it's kill two shoots off in the foot. <laughs> yeah, I save myself a pain. Bang. Okay, I'm out. Oh no, what happened? Oh well, they just shot me in the foot. <laughs> but um, no, um, come on, for, over to you for Cam's question. I think I think we've answered it. Um, like we said, we have answered it. The previous podcast which you should have listened to may i add huh what's going on there i have no idea um and then ant has put favorite 50 line bunker so i'm assuming the center uh well yeah. it is the center obviously after reading the question uh being the brick the w or the m um personally i've never played the m um unless no, that's a lie. Then we we did train. We it. did, yeah. We trained Dorset. Uh, Dorset, and we had the big M there. Yeah, which I wasn't a fan of. I don't think it's a. I hated it. I just don't think it's a bunker. Really, it just stops a few lanes. But other than that, I don't. I didn't find it playable. I was a newer player then, um, so that yeah, we were why. we were very new. 
um, but I didn't find it very playable. Um, the W, it's a bit crap question for us, isn't it? It's not the best question because it's the W, we didn't have a massive amount of experience on that either, did we? Probably a year. Roughly, yeah. yeah. A year and a uh, half, two years, two years max. No. Nah. Since we played CPPS, it's been the module of bricks. We played SPL. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay. Two. Well, okay, you you only played you only played one round at the SPL. Yeah, I did, didn't I? And I played two with the W. Um, oh yeah, uh, we, for, we've done a few training. Training we have though, haven't we? Yeah, training. Um, for me, it's it's an obvious question. I mean, I'm short, so none of them really work for me at all. <laughs> Um, but I did like the whole concept of the W, the big, big wall in the middle of the field. Yeah. Like how everyone you know about the W. Yeah, like you couldn't see each other over on the start bunkers, and he was kind of just shoot through that little, the little gaps at the top of the W, and just hope <laughs> that you hit someone, and then you find <laughs> out you see like two people walking off, and you're like, I'm amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so that in that sense the w is my favorite and actually watching it like going back and watching some of the old nxls and how the pros played it was really interesting yeah no i like that it was yeah it was there was a lot of blood there but there was also a lot of strategy behind that that bunker 100 yeah i like i felt like it was a lot it's i guess it's very much like the bricks nowadays really the bricks are smaller in sort of width um overall length sorry should i say in yeah. the field um but he's very much played the same isn't it really yeah it's still um, a big dominant bunker yeah and i mean if you can listen for if say someone's on the opposite side to you if you can just listen for their gun you can usually go round and bunker them the opposite way yeah i understand so i guess it's it's down to the individual player what they like um for me None of them really work for me because I'm a short guy. I can't, like I've said in previous podcasts, I can't even see over a small temple properly. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I'm able to walk down the snake beam. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so none of those big bunkers work for me. But if I had to pick one, it would be the W. Yeah, so I think I'd pick the brick. Yeah, but that's because you've got more experience on the brick. Yeah, oh, yeah I'm more confident there, but... I may, have, I may prefer the W. I will probably never know, will we, at this point? I say bring the W back. Maybe. Hey, maybe. come on. Come on. This is this is now the third year of the module brick system. Changing I think it was, I, no, I think it would stay like it. There's so many more layouts they can do with this system. Yeah, but I see, see I, I, I would like to see a combination between the two. I think it would be wicked. Yeah, that'd be like a seven-man field, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, there'd be too many bunkers. Because this... Actually, can I say something? I was watching, like, an old edit from... Um, back in... It's, it's not really that old, like 2016, 2017. And I just noticed how open the fields were compared yeah. to how we play now. Like, the sheer amount of bunkers on the field and, like, We've kind of got it lucky in terms of how many bunkers we have and how many lanes are blocked off for us. Yeah, you normally got on the layout nowadays, you normally have 
one to three solid lanes that you can shoot, but the rest of it is over a bunker or, you know, like dipping it around or just predicting they're going to yeah. be in this corner of the Dorito there. It's just like, no, it's not going to happen. No, I know what yeah. you mean. I do know what you mean. So it would be cool if we could take away a few bunkers and maybe add some new stuff. like just oh, Okay, so new just- shapes. Yeah, just to spice okay. it up a little bit, you know, change it up a little bit. It's the third year now, I believe, um, that we're doing. Yeah, I think it is. Third or fourth year. It'd be the fourth year now. Right? Gee, uh, no. 2018 it come out. 18, uh, okay, yeah, third then. Yeah, third year. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, Moving on to one of the other questions as well. Um, first of all, Cam plays for Aztec Funders. He's actually come up from the, Tom was talking about him, come up from their second team to their first team. Oh, so, okay. well cool. done, Cam, on getting promoted. We'll see you on the field soon. Yeah. There is another question. Someone has actually sent us another question, which is very similar to that one. And it's predictions for each division at CBS. Unfortunately, I don't really know many teams yeah, that are in the lower we're, divisions. We were clued up enough to answer that properly. Yeah, but good predictors. This is something that I kind of want to do for the podcast: is maybe get some of the lower division players come and actually talk to us. Yeah, and sort of just you know have their sort of say on paintball and that lot. So if you are from a lower division team. I'd say probably below division two. Yeah, I say four, five, break in, break out. Yeah, potentially okay. three, depending on yeah. experience and team. Okay, so or if you're from team. any one of those divisions, uh, just drop us an Instagram message, and I'm sure we'll be able to work something out and get you on the podcast to have a chat. Yeah, that'd be really good. It'd be really good to know someone's opinion who is from the lower division, how they find because obviously with us is it's it's um it's it's nice in a weird way, it's nice people what we play. We know what's going on, we're used to it, it's fast paced, but listening to how it is now with the even with breaking and breakout, are they still shooting semi? I believe so, yeah. So They've got wider just... bunkers as well. Huh? At the start, at the start gates, they've got wider start gates. So if you that. noticed, yeah. So if you ever like, I think I brought this up when we were up at train, uh, watching one of the rounds when we were training last year, and I said none of them are touching the start bunkers. And I believe, can't remember who told me, but they don't actually have to start. They don't actually have to touch the start bunker because oh. they have a wider area. Like a bigger off. box almost. Like they're in yeah, a box. Yeah, like a bit, well, yeah. yeah, like a bigger box. So it'd be interesting to... And obviously, I think it's more to the fact that I don't really know any teams that are in lower divisions, apart from, say, the, you know, like Trash Pandas, because everyone sort of talks about Trash Pandas. Yeah. Um, Militia. We know those guys because they're talked about. But the the not-so-talked-about teams, it'd be nice to get to know them. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, and also just to know what what their team dynamics are like, and if they have, yeah. if it's say uh, someone from a lower 
lower division playing for a SAR team, it'd be nice to know how you climb the ranks in the SAR team, how they how they pick you to go up higher, whether it's just on skill and showing that you are committed to the team and that you turn up every week and they, you see that you're getting better. It'd be nice to know how that how that system's worked because I've never been a part of that. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So like I said, if if you're from a lower division, um get in touch. Drop us an Instagram message and just yeah, we'll get you on the podcast. Get yeah. you having a chat with us. Definitely, mate. And obviously be, you know be... the militia guys quite well, don't you? It'd be good to have one of them on. Have a little well, chat with them. I've been I've been talking to them and they've obviously got a lot going on with them. So yeah, it'd be cool to speak to them as well. Um okay, again. Someone from Somank Mafia has asked, when bunkering someone, do you go for the back or the head? Straight in the back of the head. Oh, you're brutal. Um, I thought you were going to be quite subtle about this and it's be a, nice. It depends, doesn't it? If 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 you ran past them, they're not looking at you, and you've taken into consideration that you don't have to shoot them very hard, I'd probably just shoot them straight in the back. Or, yeah, no, i shoot them in the back. But if I know it's a game-changing point and that I need to just destroy this dude, I'll shoot him wherever my gun ends up coming around the bunker. They're crouched down, yeah. they're stood up, they're getting hit wherever my barrel is, really. I don't really have no, to say I, where they get hit. <laughs> I agree with that one. Um, for me, I try to be nice. It doesn't always happen. I mean, it, it is, like you say, you're running down a bunker and you don't know if he's crouched, especially in some of the bigger bunkers. You don't know if he's crouched down or she, um, he or she is crouched down. And unfortunately, if you run round and your gun is touching the back of their head or, or is aimed at the back of the head, and you pull that trigger, you know, it's, it's not intentional. It's not that you're doing it to hurt them. It's just it's part the of the game. game. Yeah. You part know, of the game. I would expect it to be done to me. Yeah, I mean, if someone if someone ran past me and didn't shoot me in the back of the head because, you know, if it was a game-changing moment and someone ran, ran me down and someone didn't shoot me in the back of the head, I'd be very thankful, but I'd probably question why. Yeah, like, it's a bit of a uh, strange move. It's not... It's a, it's a risky move, at one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially if they're crouched. Yeah. Because it's it's harder to hit their back, you know. Usually you're running and your your marker is chest level, isn't it? Usually, yeah. So the barrel's kind of like almost in your eye line, and you're just coming round round the corner, and you just pull the trigger. You don't know what part of the your body that no, you're hitting. So it's fine. Okay, going back to the question, do you go for the head head or the back? I try to be nice, and I will say it like I do try to be nice. Um, and I will go for like the pack or the back or something like that if I can. But if someone's head is sort of level with my barrel, unfortunately, that's the way the game goes. And I would, I would, ex- I would hundred percent expect it back. Yeah, I think it depends. Not in a bad way, but it depends on the team you're playing as well. If you got a bit yeah, of beef, I... if you got a bit of beef with that team on that day, and you bunker someone and shoot in the back of the head, it's disrespectful, and that's what you want to do to them to piss uh, to. Get in their heads. Yeah. So 100 percent 100%. But I say 80% of the time you're pulling the trigger and you don't know where it's gonna hit. Yeah. I mean, once once you're in that like mind frame of running someone down, it's just a case of running them down and pulling that trigger. 
yeah, hundred percent. So, yeah, it's um, it's kind of just wherever the the barrel ends up. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> I have no control. <laughs> yeah, all I'm doing, I'm just following the barrel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but um, um, on a more important note, from our, I'll pretend I'm Max. How's your high notes coming on? Oh. I'm not going to give any anything away in this podcast because me and Max are going to do a duet. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, okay. Max, I have been practicing whilst working out. I'm, you know, I want to be the very best. Okay, yeah, they didn't need to. Hear that, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I hope Max has been practicing. But then he's got quite a high voice anyway. So I was going to say, I'd imagine Max being the high notes and you being the low notes. Yeah, you need to have I don't a chat. Know. You need to have a chat with him. And yeah, we're going to have right? to. We're going to have to sort this out. I think this is kind of an end of season thing. Maybe you know, maybe when we get up on the podium, um, Max comes up with us and we'll break into the duet there, man. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. Um, another question that we got in from from a team that I want to talk to you about because I'm still very confused on this team because they've come out of nowhere and it's a bit, it's a strange name. Um, I don't know what division they're going. It's the Birmingham Pod Thieves. <laughs> right, as far as I'm aware, they're not actually a team, it's just a meme. Oh, well, I sound stupid, don't I? <laughs> but this, this could be turned on me, mate. I could be completely stupid. They might actually be a legit team. Because it but says, are you scared it? to come up, come up against them? First of all, I am not scared of anyone. No, but uh, it's like, <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know, I, I saw it and I was like, I swear they're not an active. <laughs> no, as far as I'm aware, they're a meme team. Um, looking through their Insta, they just seem like um, a bunch of lads that are just having a bit of a laugh. Yeah. Which is fair enough. They're, they're getting spoke about. They're getting themselves around. Um, the only thing that scares me about them is actually losing pods to them. I know. We've had to buy more pods recently as well. Yeah. So Birmingham Pod Thieves, if you if you try it, I'm shooting your hands. Yeah. Okay. First okay. and foremost, you I'm shooting You will be shot hands. in the back of the head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then if I'm running you down, you're getting it in the back of the head. If you steal my pods... <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's the ultimate disrespect and people stealing barrel socks oh, oh my i had my favorite one i had it for a year and a half which i think is the longest anyone's ever had a barrel sock for a nice orange one and i could see it from a mile away when i was coming off the field so it was nice and it went missing after a point it's the worst <laughs> feeling ever 100 percent. i mean i had a, a blue one blue um bunker kings one and I had to buy that because I don't necessarily like HK, but I had a really cool HK camo one that went yeah. missing, um, <laughs> which I was gutted about. And then I had this blue one. I thought, oh, that's, that's you know, that's cool. I'll buy that one. And I think it was, I think I've had it for at least a season and a half. And then at the end, I think it was like the last round of the season, last season, it just went walkies. And whoever's got it, Please just give it back, yeah, <laughs> because be the only team. the only barrel sock I've got left is that watermelon one, which <laughs> I've got a really bad Marcelo McGot and Ryan Greenspan signature on it. 
And I don't want to. I don't want to use that one. I really don't want to use it. No, but it's coming up to the point to use it now. There's only so long you can put a squeegee in the end of your barrel. <laughs> I know. I know. Before the refs kick off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but another question from Tash. Yeah, Tash Tash O'Line ninety six. That's your Insta. Um, well, actually, she's she's asked two questions, and I'm going to try and hit them all in once. So, what do we think of Adam Jeffrey's paintball skills? Um, I've never seen. I'm not going to add. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, I've I've seen him commentate. He's very good at commentating. Yeah, in the live stream, he's very good. Yeah. Though saying that, his Instagram, I believe he's going overseas to play in oh, NXL. Okay. Oh, I saw this. Infamous Wincanster. So, I don't know, some oh, state over there. butchered it. <laughs> yeah, we just butchered that one. So, obviously, he's doing something right to be able to go and play for them. But then I think Firm and, in, uh, and Infamous are quite linked anyway because they've yeah. had players come over from infamous to play for firm in the NXL Europe league. So, um, but obviously you don't get picked up by them by sitting on the bench. So he's obviously doing something. So he seems to be a very good player. Obviously he's elite. So everyone in elite's good. Yeah. They're all there for a reason. Um, And then the next question she asked, what happened with the John Shelley beef? I really um, want to spill the beans. Yeah, but I don't think she's on about that beat. Like, that's not uh, really right. beef. That's just gossip, really, isn't it? I think she's on about the old beef that we, as the team, had with the Aztecs. Oh, okay. I read that completely differently. Oh, right. I, as, I mean, us. I could... I think that may be what she's referring to. Well, so if that is yeah. what you're referring to, then it's kind of like... We I don't John, know where man. the... Yeah, like John's our best friend. Yeah, John's men. We um as a team, yeah, we did have a bit of a rough, rough rocky start with him, that's for sure. Um yeah, I know I, think I had my just... few arguments with him. But I think that's his attitude though. Like he's he's very loud and he's very in your face, but once you get to know him, he's kind of like he's just a little kitten, really, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Definitely. I don't think he I don't think he likes how we how we came onto the paintball scene, did he? Um, yeah, we as as a team we were quite loud and in your face, and I yeah. and I think when we first started we were very immature as a team, and I, I mean it's slow. Well, it, I wouldn't say slowly; it kind of come very fast, didn't it? When we got beaten up in Division Three, yeah. And I think we learned a very valuable lesson about. I mean, we're still quite loud as a team, but we're we're not showing we're, off. Yeah, we're not so much showing off anymore. Um, we know we know what level of paintball we can play. Well, I don't know. We're going well, back pre rugby. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Well, we went we went D three thinking we were an elite team, didn't we? Basically, that's that's the mentality that we had. Is we were unstoppable and nobody could touch us. We had no nothing behind us to say that we were actually any good. We were just a loud, obnoxious team, and I think that kind of rubbed up on the wrong way of Shelley. Yeah, uh, rightly rightly so. It probably rubbed up the wrong way on a few of the teams. Um, and then I guess we just got our ass kicked in D3 um, and we just slowly matured over time and the beef with Shelley was kind of I think it was just more that they just we just rubbed up the wrong way with them yeah no I understand and now, and now we're all sound 
like, yeah. you know, we're all adults at the end of the day. Yeah, but exactly. that's kind of the John Shelley beef. There isn't any John Shelley beef anymore, unless John Shelley wants to start some beef. We're all out for it, aren't we? We're always out for a bit yeah. of beef. Exactly, exactly. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tom Neighbour sent in. It's got quite a good question. I never thought about it. Yeah, this, this, this. is, like, this like is this a vet. I, I, I did like this one. I so didn't know how to answer it earlier. Your question is, as you're both built differently, as in height-wise, what are the pros and cons of being a taller, smaller player when playing? Um, I, well, I'll go for my my pros and cons. Is pros being, uh, I feel like I can hold and shoot lanes a lot easier, being that I can, I have the starting height which I can dip a ball on the back. Um, yeah, I can shoot. I can go to the center. I can shoot over the center. Um, pros is in for both of us. Um, we can we can double shoot a lane, me and you, just stood up because I can just stand and shoot over the top of your head. And you <laughs> can shoot, you can stand up and shoot on the same level. Um, meaning that our lanes are more accurate because we're not worried about balancing and it's quite comfortable to do so. Um as a con, uh for one, just being me, I'm the slowest person in the world and I cannot run to save my life. So if if I run to the corner, I will get shot. And he will instantly. draw a penalty. Yeah. And um, pull me out. <laughs> yeah, all right. And then when Luke gets shot out of the snake and I have to fill the snake, it takes me about 10 minutes to slide into the snake because my legs <laughs> are so long and I get shot in the foot every single time. So I've just given up on the side, that side of the field now. Um, <laughs> and I do struggle sometimes if I'm pinned into a corner um, trying to if it's a small temple in a corner, I I struggle to uh, stay tight just because of my legs just being out everywhere. Um, other than that, I think I don't think I've got any more pros or cons. Um, going going any... back to your like going, uh, well, it's kind of a pro. I think this relates back to round one actually, where we were able to double stack that one lane for the snake. Yeah, like. And I've, that obviously helped us a lot because it meant that Jordan could get into the snake and we pretty much every point had killed the snake off. I think it was only until we the warped game yeah. that we missed our shots. But then the the longer the points went on, you could see how it was wearing... Um, I, I forget his name now. Um, but you could see how he was getting tired because he had to, he had to match Jordan all yeah. the time. But getting through... Knew- the double stacked lanes he knew was he getting harder and harder. quick he had to be yeah. really quick to get past us and i think i was i was i think i was dipping over the brick wasn't i yeah and i was hitting the actual front snake yeah beam so it was kind of like a double stacked lane really um and i think i want to say obviously ratios are, uh, i want to say 80% of the time we we were killing one or two players off yeah, the break, 100%, 100%. just just from that side. Because if they if they went to the corner, they were pretty much running through your lane, and if they went to yeah. the snake, they were running through my lane. So, exactly. yeah, I mean, coming back to being short, that that again is a is a is a good pro for us. Even though I'm dominantly snake side, I can play the center. Yeah, um, not not so well because obviously the the center tends to be the bigger bunkers and like i said about the wall earlier um it kind of just doesn't work for me 
I mean, I can, if you want to be sneaky, I've gone up through the centre before on various games and, and cause damage, or I can just sit and hold. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's something that I can do, get up to the centre pretty quick and just sit and hold a lane. Um, pros of being short, again, it being a snake player, it's kind of works in my favour just being small. You know, I do laugh and joke about walking down the snake beam, but I can get quite tight and quite a very hard target in terms of if I'm just crawling down the snake. Also, just making fields from bunkers, I can genuinely run lower than Sean because I'm lower. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. Yeah, um, I think when you and... run, even when you run out to the corner, you're just that little bit smaller than me, which makes all the difference. Is someone's lane is shooting a bit too high? Yeah, exactly. And everyone knows that. Like, if you the lower you can tend to, the lower you tend to be, the harder you become to hit. It doesn't matter exactly. whether you're tall or short or wide or thin the, the the smaller pro if you can make your profile smaller the the harder you become to hit yeah um and again just just genuinely being able to hide in bunkers a lot better especially like yeah a tall te- a tall temple i can just sit and almost be underneath it yeah um cons i can't see over many bunkers legit can't <laughs> see over many bunkers um do you feel like you miss um, miss more bumps out from the other team that I would? I I do lack in seeing a lot more of the field. That's why I have to be a bit more proactive in my bunker. Um, this is kind of, I guess, if you if you want to become a better paintballer, you work upon your weaknesses. Yeah, of course. So, obviously, because I can't see as much of the field, I try to work on my communication. So if if Sean's telling me something, I'm I'm yelling it. Like it's clear, but I'm yelling. Yeah. Um, so I tend to work on that and just like generally just having a bit more better field awareness as well. Just every, you know, every sort of 15 seconds, just pop your head the other side, have a look, you know, because there has been points where I've been focused on tape of the snake and all of a sudden I've just got shot from the side and it's like, what? <laughs> and you, you just see like the opponent just come up through and they've absolutely decimated the whole bag side. And you're like, if I just sort of looked over there, I may have been able to catch him or at least put a bit of pressure on him and stop them moving so fast. Yeah, 100%. So cons, yeah, field, seeing the field is is hard when you can't see over many bunkers. Um, Well, I think it's even um, if I'm stood up in a tall temple and there's a brick in the middle of the field, I can see my mirrors bump because I can see over that centre brick. Yeah. Um, but then if I'm in the snake, I'm a much easier target, even just to the point where I'm on my knees and me coming up is a lot more than you coming up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but you just play to your weaknesses and play to your um <laughs> not to your weaknesses, you play to your strengths, don't you? Yeah, you play to your strengths, but you improve on your weaknesses, you identify what the weaknesses are and you build upon them because if you don't if you just can, can constantly play to your strengths, you'll never get better. It's like being a one-dimensional player, basically. Like if your if your talent is shooting off the break, but you can't if if you can't shoot left-handed, this is kind of something that I 
whenever I go to like say Southampton or somewhere like that and you see a newer player that can't shoot left-handed, the first thing like I'm not saying I'm professional or I know best, but the first thing I try and do is get them shooting with the left hand because it opens up so much more of the field straight away. Um, and that's like identifying your weaknesses and improving upon that because if you if you're a one-dimensional player, you will run into a brick wall eventually. Yeah. And the higher you go, the harder it gets. You need to be, if you're fast, you need to be good with your gun. If you're good with your gun, you need to be fast. If you can't shoot left-handed, you need to be able to shoot left-handed. So you just practice those things. You identify your weaknesses. If you're caught, if you speak very softly and, and very quietly, then you need to be working on your communicational skills. Even if that's just like hand signals as well, because obviously your team do pick up on hand signals. Yeah. So always improve upon your weaknesses, identify them and actually hold yourself accountable. Don't make excuses and sit there and go, oh yeah, but I can't shoot left-handed. Well, why can't you shoot left-handed? Why haven't you practiced it? If you want to go up through the divisions, you've got to get those skills. Yeah, 100%. I know. I know. I'm, I'd, I'd admit it. I really struggled with... Um with shooting with my I, I was fine with shooting with my right hand once I get the flow going. Once it starts the ramp, I'm absolutely fine. I was absolutely fine at shooting it. But the my main issue was pulling off the start bunker and getting those first three to five shots accurate. I yeah. could put my left hand and I could shoot that lane all day. My right yeah. hand, I really struggled to get the first full the, the oh my god the first three to five balls accurate. But then after that, once I have a stream and I can see where they're going, I can keep that lane. And that's what I worked on. I knew for that, for the rest of that um, training session, every single breakout, I was shooting my right hand and I was making sure those first three to five balls were completely accurate and where I needed them to be. And you just work on them. And the more you work on them, the better it gets. Um, Yeah, exactly. It's the same with when you're snapping out, you need to make sure that, if you're snapping out with a weaker hand, that you're you can sometimes find that the barrel is completely off because you either overcompensate because it's the wrong hand or you undercompensate because it's the wrong hand, and that's that's the cost of a game. That really is. Yeah. Because you can come out shoot just to the left hand side of another player, but their ball can be spot on and gog you, and you're out. You've lost your team the game, and it's, it's especially so if important. Say- Especially if you're like, say you're on the bag, I don't know, bag three, and they're at the bag 50, and you're the only player left on that side of the field. Yeah. If that if if your snap isn't on and theirs is, they, they could easily take the game. Yeah. 100%. Just by taking you out. That's that's your whole side blown. And this is this is something that like again. And it's no offense to any of the lower divisions. You see it a lot. And I, to this day, I still do it. Like, you know, just I overcompensate with my left hand sometimes, but I quickly identify that weakness of mine. Yeah. And I will work upon it. And you see a lot of the lower divisions struggle with it. But it's, it's simple. Like, when you actually think about it, like, even just go home, set your marker up at home and just stand in a mirror. I know and a lot of people. Every, think, everyone says that. And it's what you did. It's what I did. I know it's what everyone on our team did. And it's yeah. so easy too. And it's, if I think the first thing, 
that you struggle with is getting it into your opposite hand first yeah, of all, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. It's just that it's 100%. just going from so for me, I'm a left-handed player. So it's from getting it from my left hand into my right hand. It was just like, oh, how do I do that? But just sit in your bed, watching Netflix, and just go, okay, two two pulls of the trigger. Right now, change two balls of the trigger. Right now, change hand, change hand, and you will just start throwing it between your hands. And yes, yeah. and you'll be then you'll be on you'll be on the field. You'll be shooting out for me. You'll be shooting out the left hand side of the bunker, and you know you need to shoot the right hand side. And you'll just lift your gun out, swap it, and by the by the time you get on the other side of the bunker, your gun would have been changed. But two training sessions ago, you'd be still fumbling around, going uh uh uh, and you would have accidentally shot yourself on the foot, which I've done before. Yeah. 100%. It's like even just walking around at training, put the marker in your weaker hand. Yeah. Just walk around, get get the feel of the marker in your, like for me, I'm right-handed. So my dominant side is my right hand. But I walk around at training with my marker in my left hand because... 100%. Couldn't agree more. Although I feel I can shoot better with my left hand um, because I've just forced myself to shoot with it. Like I think some training sessions I've... Literally, whatever side we've started, I've just said, right, okay, well, that's the snake side. It's on the left side. I'm going out that way. Don't care what anyone says. And yeah. the vice versa, you go to the top of the field and the bag side of the left side. I'm going out that side. I don't care. Because all I want to do is shoot left hand. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, I forgot about that. I remember you told me to do that and it helped so much. Walk onto the field with the gun in the wrong hand, the, the wrong hand, which it feels to be the wrong hand. Yeah, and it, it helps so much. Um, it, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. And obviously, I yeah. know I know some people already know this. We're obviously aiming this information towards the lower divisions or the newer players. Um, but it's yeah, it's it's literally game changing. It really yeah, is. It's simple little things, and any any person in elite or d1 or any of the divisions realistically that's been playing for a little while will probably say the same the, the little the little things build up to make a big picture you know the little, little things big picture and the, yeah. the more you can improve on like i know it sounds really silly when you say snap in your you know in your mirror um but if you want to get better you need to do this sort of stuff Hundred percent. I yeah, and again, I know you just picked on it. Then snaps you in. It's you. I know we found it when we played on um, a team called A One Evolution. We were always the first to the field, the first ready to go at yeah. training, and we just get on the field and just snaps you each other for yeah. an hour before anyone else got on. We gone for a bag of paint each, just snaps you each other, snaps you each other, and that stuff is. It's boring and it's so repetitive, but I think it's made us the paintball players we are today. I really do. Yeah, it's the little things have definitely helped. Um, in no way are we the best. In no way oh, no, are we all, perfect. We've got a lot of building to do still. Um, you can always improve on snap shooting. That the like like Sean said earlier, the first few balls out of the end of your barrel when off the break are the most important balls on the field because that is, you know, by the time you've pulled your trigger and you've built that stream, that player's already in the snake. 100%. If, you know, so you, it's the first three to five balls, which are the ones that you need to, even if you just go to the field and just put a cone at the other end of the field and literally just stand at the start gate, just, bum, 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 
do it over and over and over and over again, you know, because you will find it will help. It will improve your skills overall. Yeah, no, man. I, yeah, I completely agree. That was that was a mint question by Tom. Yeah, that was a very well thought question. <laughs> yeah, I like that. More of them, please. More of them. Yeah, we want we want to see some more of them, and we yeah. will. Uh, so, for viewers that don't know, we try to have a guest, and then the following week it'll just be Sean and myself. Um, so we will be putting out um like question like people to ask us questions every time that is just sean and myself yeah oh, and and questions before to ask the guest specifically well yeah yeah definitely um, yeah. but going from that um next week is mason hines from the lucky 15s first team who is our coach from the london monarchs um and mason's been around for ages he's played in dpl He's been one of the, he's been the top team. He's been in the top team paintball team in the UK for a while now. Um, yeah. I it'd mean, be interesting to see what he has to say next, next week. Under 19s UK yeah. player, you know, the list goes on for Mason. He's insane. And he's got such a mind for the game. So here, here have a very, It'd be a very good podcast and you have a lot to say. Yeah, 100%. Um, so, yeah, but I think we're, I think we're finished on that. But I think what we're asked, we're asked one of viewers who are listening to us now um, to send us a private message regarding this YouTube video idea that we were on about earlier. So if you think it's a good idea and if it's something you want to watch, send us a message, give us some ideas of what you'd like to see. Um, obviously, like we said, it's not going to be voiced over. It's not, you're really not going to see myself or Luke playing, no, um, speaking in this unless we are playing, I think. Yeah. Um, so it's just raw footage. Let us know if that you think that's a good idea. Um, and we'll go from there, I think. Yeah, see what see what the whole, uh, what the community thinks of it. Yeah, just being the next millionaire YouTubers, right? <laughs> <laughs> I wish, yeah, I wish. Never, never, <laughs> never, never. Anyway, guys. I think that's I think that's a very we'll wrap it up there. Yeah, I think so. No, I enjoyed that. Some good questions. Um a lot yeah. of topics we went over today. And um, but yeah, we'll Definitely. see you next week with Mason. Yeah, catch you later, guys. See you in a bit.